Report to the average MC, he's known as the Terminator, funky beat maker, new jack exterminator, your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again. Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice to make your life a bit better each and every week. And this week, it's not going to get a bit. It's going to get a bunch better because you know what I'm doing right now. And you might be able to hear it in the background. What I am doing right now is I am cleaning a VCR. Yes, kids, you got to keep those heads clean. Could get mold, dust, any number of whack cruds up in the mix. But in the long run, that is all ultimately of no importance to the show. We got a lot of fun stuff ahead of us. It's another short one, but it's going to be a good one. We're going to talk about Mash by Migo. Going to have some stories, going to have some cool commercials. It's all good in the hood. All right, here we go. Kick it. I will kick it, sir. Hey, what are you doing here? Where's, uh, where's Iceberg? Iceberg isn't feeling well. He is in the hold, maxing and relaxing. Hmm, that's weird. Anyway, do you, uh, do you have the song all set? Are you ready to go? Yes, it's all set to go. All right then, hit it. Roger. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Podcast and videos out of here. Fan page and MySpace out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. This is the Toys R Us report and we'll make you famous. Taking over the earth while still kicking in Uranus. Well, my dudes, we got some sad news here to report at the Toys R Us report. And by the time you hear this, this will have taken place a while back. But we are sad to report the passing of Ken the Snake Stabler, Raiders quarterback, great, number 12. Now, I have never been the biggest football fan. But if I were forced to pick a team to root for... I would pick the Raiders. Here in the Bay Area, you got two teams. You got the 49ers and you got the Raiders. And which team you root for shows what kind of a dude you are. If you're the kind of guy who wears a fleece when it gets cold, if you are the kind of guy who likes to take wine to a picnic, you are a Niners fan. If you are the type that wouldn't even go to a picnic unless forced, then you, my friend, are probably a Raiders fan. And that is, that is the camp that I fall into. Now, for the sake of honesty, I do have to admit I have never seen an entire football game. I don't like that kind of stuff. I do like baseball, but in general, when I watch a sport, I want somebody to get punched in the grill. I like boxing. I like wrestling. I like MMA. I like that kind of stuff. And football is just too, just too starty stoppy for me. But hey man, if that's your thing, you know, whatever dude, I'm just happy that you have something that you enjoy, but it's not, it's not the big thing for the kid right here. But one football related thing that really did get my interest was something that ESPN did back in the 80s called the dream season. The basic idea was that they took all the great teams throughout the histories, ran them through a computer, ran their stats and whatnot through a computer, and determined 
who would be the greatest team of all the times. And not only that, they took footage from the seasons, the team's seasons, put it together and made it seem as if they were actually playing. It was totally fun. Now, I wasn't the biggest football fan, but my bro was and my dad was. And this was something we all watched together. And for the sake of fun, we each picked a team. The team that I picked was the, I believe it was, the 1974 Raiders, which was helmed by... Kenny the Snake Stabler. Things are always more fun when you pick somebody to root for. And I picked this guy and it was dope because they did great. They ended up going 6-0 and over the season before finally losing in the playoffs. But hey man, that's pretty good when you consider all the teams that they were up against. All the greats. 1985 Bears, that undefeated Dolphins team. I don't know. They did pretty good, and I was pretty stoked, and it did get me a bit of interest in the snake. I read his biography, I, I followed him, you know, it was just something. It was a bit of hero worship from your dude up here at the command center, and hey man, you know, we all got heroes, and one of my heroes passed away. He passed away at home in Alabama, he was 69 years old, surrounded by friends and family, and that's, that's what we could all wish for. Let's hope that when we all pass, there's people there holding our hands, helping us get through the torment and ordeal of passing through to the other side. This is also a first because Kenny the Snake, Kenny the Snake had a pass onto the ISR party blimp. He is the first blimp alumnus to go away and that is, it's sad in the sake that he never actually got to go on the blimp because we have not got as far on construction as I would have hoped by now. But it does leave an opening so if you're into it, it's this would be the time that you can come, you can petition to get the snake spot, but that's, you know, it's in poor taste. Wait a little bit. Wait a moment before you come and you start reaching out to me because any of you early birds trying to get up on it, I'm just going to think you're a bit disrespectful. Disrespectful to the snake. Disrespectful to Kenny Stabler. Disrespectful to good old number 12. So here we go, guys. Kenny the snake, they reminisce over you. One, two. The return of the boom bap means just that. It means the return of the real hard beats and toy chat. Another silly sucker wants his champion belt. But like a microwave these days, he make a melt. He never crossed over, never went pop. You know ISR will give you real toy talk. Get ready for the retro marketplace. Okay, I see robots. This is your one chance. Show them what you got. Mash by Mego. You know, I had always thought that these mash figures that I collect were made by Mego. But it turns out that they were actually made by TriStar. Isn't that weird? I went ahead and left that mistake in there just to show that I don't know everything. Just to show that I don't know very much. And that is, in fact, what makes the Toys R Us Report the greatest podcast in the world. The mere fact that I do not know very much about anything, or more accurately, I do not know anything about anything at all. So back in the days before VCRs, or before, you know, cable, or a lot of cable channels, or DVRs, MASH was the kind of show that you would just watch. It seemed in this area that M.A.S.H. was always on, so we always watched M.A.S.H. That's just kind of how it was, unless you were the kind of dude who would tape a lot of TV to watch later. You generally just turned on the TV and you had to watch whatever was on. I don't know why I'm telling you this, 
It's not like you're some kind of a kid who didn't live through this. I don't think any kids listen to the Toys R Us report. It's possible, but unlikely. If you happen to be somebody who uh, does not remember the days before DVRs, give me a shout out. Go on over to Icy Robots at Icy Robots on Twitter. Just let me know that you're a youth. Hashtag it TR Youth. Toys R TRU Youth. Toys R Us Report Youth. I don't know. You kids are probably good at making hashtags. Just kind of. Just kind of wing it. Think of something cool and hashtag it that. I think what really came out of that era is that there were a lot of shows you watched that would not necessarily be the kind of shows you would watch if you had a choice about it. And MASH was definitely one of those shows. It was about a team of doctors, surgeons, during the Korean War in a mobile hospital unit. And well... It was a bit funny, but it was also the kind of funny that was a bit preachy. And I don't know if that would be something that a kid would want to want to watch. The kind of thing where they're showing you the horrors of war, but are using comedy to lighten the blow. Maybe at the time we were just into the comedy aspect of it, but the war episodes were pretty heavy. And there were a lot of episodes that did focus on the horrors of war. In a very serious way. Still though, even with all of that, I mean, we liked MASH. I still like MASH. Anyway, let's, uh, let's take a look at this IBM commercial I got with some MASH characters in it. And pop it into the thing. Alright, take off. Making room for the new computer. Well, we just got new computers. I'm talking about a really big computer. Uh, is this big enough to run mainframe programs? Piece of cake. Is it big enough for hundreds of workstations? Of course. Wow, uh, for thousands of customer accounts? No sweat, kid. Wow, that does sound big. <laughs> you better not spill your coffee on it. This is it? Where's the rest of it? The IBM Midrange. Big computers in small packages. Oh, man. Yuck. That was the voice of that weaselly Frank Burns that I heard in there. Blech. That dude was just so gross. Anyhow, in support of the show's gigantic youth following, an action figure line was produced. Not by Mego, but by a company known as TriStar International. Now, TriStar is not a company that I am all too familiar with. I looked them up. They are out of Singapore. They produce in Hong Kong. And there is a company with that name today, but I do not know if it is the same company. But if it is, they mostly produce plush. The line consisted of eight figures, and they are as follows. Computer, go ahead and print out that list for me, please. Roger, here you are. I sent it to printer 37. Snoogans, hey, uh, which station is that? Oh, there, I see it over there. Thanks a lot, I appreciate it. You are welcome. Alrighty, so let's see what you got here from good old TriStar. First off, you got, of course, Hawkeye. You got BJ. You got Major Hot Lips Houlihan. You got Charles Emerson Winchester III, Colonel Potter, Father Francis Mulcahy, and Klinger. And here is the one variant. Klinger comes in his Section 8 female garb. He's wearing a nice pink outfit. But there is a variant of Klinger where he's wearing his standard... G.I. Gear. Keep an eye out for that one. I wonder what that's about. The clinger that is on the packaging is the one in the Section 8 gear. But while poking about online, I did see a few different clingers 
in his standard fatigues. There is also floating around a blonde-haired Hawkeye Pierce. I haven't seen any of these available online for the sales, so I don't know if this is some kind of super rare thing, but I did see a few pictures of blonde Hawkeye. I don't even remember him ever being blonde on the show. I don't know what that's about. I do not know. There is also one more figure that we will learn about in a moment, but it comes after the lesson on the vehicles. There were also three vehicles released with the set. There was a helicopter, the famous chopper that Radar O'Reilly could hear from miles away. That was one of the running jokes of the show. They would be doing stuff, hanging out, having a good time or whatever. Radar would suddenly go, choppers. They called him Radar because he could hear things from miles away. So atop of the chopper, on top of the chopper, or aside from the chopper, they made a couple other cool vehicles, one of them being a jeep and a ambulance. I guess you could see all three of those coming. Those were the only things they ever really rode around with. I guess at one point BJ had a motorcycle, so maybe they could have made that as well. They didn't though, but at any rate, there were the three vehicles, and each of the three vehicles came with... A G.I. Soldier. A random, run-of-the-mill kind of dude with blonde hair. He bears a striking resemblance, as far as I can see, to the blonde Hawkeye. They might be the same figure. I do not know, and I will not know until I possess them. I don't really think they are exactly the same. They are probably just similar. So that raises the total up to 10 different figures in the set. Three vehicles and one more thing. The Coup de Gras. The thing that I have lusted after ever since I discovered it existed. The MASH Military Base playset. This is the entire 4077 to the scale of the 3 and 3 quarter inch MASH action figures. This thing is a work of art. Let's take a look at all the cool stuff that you get inside this. You get a pre-printed 16 foot plastic mat that looks like the ground of a mash base you get the mess tent you get the headquarters this is like a better thing of uh colonel potter's office sort of an extended colonel potter's office you get potter's office the one that you see in the show clinger's office the post-op building and the swamp i wonder if it comes with a teeny tiny still that would be great the still was such an important part of the show i gotta say man this is a great playset. This is just like a dream. I would have loved to have had this for my G.I. Joes because it has that like real life army realism that a lot of G.I. Joe stuff doesn't have. This is just a run of the mill base and it would be fun to have the Joes hanging out in something more realistic. That's one of the real advantages of these MASH figures. They're on scales to G.I. Joe's. Now, I did not know about these guys back when I was in my Joe days, or I would have been all over it. With my love of MASH and my love of G.I. Joe, and just being a general military mark, these figures would have been pretty, pretty well played with in my collection. I, I want this, I want this playset pretty bad. I've seen it a few times on eBay. It's not unaffordable, but the thing is, what do you do with it? It's a million little pieces, a million little benches, desks, chairs, cots, all sorts of stuff, along with a giant mat, and I just don't know what I would do with it, except for display the box. And when you're at that point, you might as well just buy the box. I should probably just start looking for auctions on empty boxes and displaying those, because I have so many things that are dope, 
but too big to ever open. Listen to me whining about having too much cool stuff. Oh, you guys should all feel sorry for me with with, with the cool stuff I have. Let's, uh, let's finish this off. There was also two four-man box sets. Each one contained four of the original eight dudes released. Okay, so now we're going to take another listen to one of these IBM commercials. Got the tape all set. All right, lift off. And tied into our IBM mid-range computer, you can check calendars, get phone lists, even send instant memos. Okay, let's see if anyone's awake out there. How much wood would a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck wood. Huh? I'll need specifics. What size woodchuck? What type wood? I got some ideas on this woodchuck thing. Let's do lunch. Why wasn't I asked to head a project woodchuck? It works! IBM office systems, electronic mail, and a whole lot more. Please drop by supportthereport.com and consider becoming a show patron for as low as a measly dollar a month. It's the right thing to do. And on the real tip, it is the right thing to do. Putting together a podcast isn't free. Time costs money. Time is money. So hop on over to supportthereport.com and do the right thing by your boy Icy Robots. Okay, so this is the portion of the deal where we go online and we take a look at what it's going to cost to get some of this stuff back in your collection. And, you know, it's not so bad. I'm seeing here, I'm checking out some sold, completed auctions on eBay. And you can get a set of the original eight figures for maybe 100, 110 bucks. And this is on the card sent to your house. Individually, they're going to cost maybe 10 bucks. Clinger is a bit more I see a loose clinger here going for $24.95. This is the Section 8 one. Here's an auction for all eight of the dudes, and that only went for $85. You could have got the whole set for a mere $85. It looks like on the regular, the helicopter is going to cost you about $100. And skimming down here, you can get them for less if you look around. I'm seeing here is a helicopter for $75. Here is a Jeep for like $60. These are all in the box. This is a nice, affordable set. They're cool. This is one of the few things that I would want on the card and open. I want to open so I can take pictures of them posing around and doing stuff. Because in the face, they do resemble the character they're supposed to. Off the card, I got Hawkeye. On the card, I got Colonel Potter and Charles Emerson Winchester III in my personal collection. And I do like to, uh, I like to mess around with the Hawkeye. Just just because of the similarity he bears to the real-life Alan Alda. Aha! Aha! I knew it! Mego did make MASH! They made Migos in their normal 8-inch Mego size. I see right here, Hot Lips and Alan Alda, both of them on the card, went for about 90 bucks. Not bad, I think. They don't really... Hot Lips doesn't look so much like Hot Lips, but Alan Alda does look like Alan Alda even though both of them have weird floppy hats that I do not recall them wearing in the show. All right, my dudes, we're going to move past here into the final segment of the show, where I tell you the cool things I saw when I was over at the Toys R Us this week, affectionately known as the Toys R Us Report. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Blue snuggle teeth and yap face out of here. Migos and G.I. Joe out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. 
You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us report. All right, my dudes. You have made it this far. You have made it to the end of the line. But sadly... There is not a lot here because we have not yet got the Ant-Man toys over at the Toys R Us. There is not an influx of new Star Wars stuff. There is not a whole lot of nothing. Well, no, you know what? I take that back. There is, in fact, a whole lot of nothing. I meant to say something else. The only thing that was dope that I saw that I had not seen before was the second wave of Star Trek reactions. But just like the first time around when they only had Mr. Spock... This time, they only had Captain Kirk, but I did see the rest of the set. I saw them somewhere else. I was over at the Barnes & Nobles, scooping up my latest issue of Empire Magazine. It's a magazine about movies that I, I really enjoy. It is a quality publication. Anyway, I was over there getting that. The family was over at the Starbucks grabbing a Frappuccino. I was getting the magazines, and I decided to float on over to the to the action figure section. Barnes and Nobles has some cool figures, but I do kind of think that they probably only stock them during Christmas and then they keep the rest throughout the year just to see if they can sell them off. Anyway, they had not stocked the reactions in a while, so I was surprised to see all four of these Star Trek dudes over there. They had Kirk, the Green Girl, the Gorn, and Scotty all there at once. I didn't buy them. I don't know. I only want Kirk. I want Kirk and Scotty, but I don't know, man. I didn't feel like flopping out the cash at the time. I'm probably just going to wait till they get them over at the TRU because sometimes they run two-for-one specials on reactions and other uh, Funko junk. This weekend was also the big 40 and 8 flea market that I have talked about before, and that was fun. I got a G.I. Joe Armadillo tank. That's from 1985. I got Amigo, Amigo Dr. Zaius uh, from Planet of the Apes, but that's about it. I didn't do well. We stayed up late the night before, so we did not get a good jump on the whole deal. All right, my guys, we are going to call it a show right now. We are going to head for the hills. We're going to get up out of here. So this is Icy Robot signing off for the crew here at the ISR Command Station. I'm going to say this. If you don't know, well, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.